Welcome to the Aperture Science Enrichment Center. Let's look at some of the challenges you'll face as a test participant. You may be required to perform simple tasks, such as locating an exit. These simple tasks may be supplemented with insurmountable obstacles. Thanks to the Aperture Science handheld portal device, the impossible is easy. At the Enrichment Center, we believe that a highly motivated test subject can carry out rather complex tasks while enduring the most intense pain. So in case you don't make it through the testing, goodbye. Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good for season two. Season two. Season a two. two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, usually seasons are significantly shorter than a year, but that's that's not how we do things around here. We uh, we dedicate a year to each season. So here's here's the forty seasons of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about tonight, Jake? <laughs> or do we want to discuss how new the year is still? I think uh, as as the intro may have spoiled for people, as it always does. We should do an unrelated intro at some right. point. Just like a different game. Name the podcast differently, too. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. We'll idea. be like, mystery episode. <laughs> and the intro will be like something from Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Worms Armageddon. You're like... That was a fucking twist. <laughs> we gotta get, like, a clickbaity title for it. Something people would be like, oh, the Fortnite episode, finally. And it's just uh, absolutely not. My heart sunk when you said that. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the thing. Our our viewership uh, is terrible, but our listenership would also <laughs> sink at the... Uh... People don't watch like they used to. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah. Uh, Portal, I guess. <laughs> just to talk about Portal. That one. Yeah. Um... Came out, I don't know when, a long time ago. Yeah. It was part of the uh, the orange box, was probably how a lot of people had picked it up. PC, Xbox. But it had a release before the orange box, right? I think it came out alongside the orange box. I think that was the, the OG so, release okay. of Portal. Let's go with that, and yeah. not double check. Right. I mean, we don't we don't deal in facts here at Soapstone. <laughs> We're the Fox News of video games. Whatever the fuck we fee- feel like doing or get paid to do. Yes. Which isn't which isn't at all. Yes, so. we can do whatever we want, really, <laughs> including lie. So it was there in the uh, the orange box. That's when it released. Uh, still, probably one of the best deals in PC gaming, like ever, because that was Half Life uh, Two. Uh- I was about to say Unreal Tournament. But, yeah, uh, Team Fortress Two. <laughs> yeah, Team Fortress Two and Portal, Portal for twenty bucks, I believe. It's twenty or thirty. It was, I thought, higher initially. It was pretty cheap uh, when it initially came out. I'm going. But even so, um, a lot of those games we grew up with for, oh, you play at LAN parties or Half Life Two wasn't really uh, so heavy on the multiplayer. Yeah. But that was just a super solid game, and we were even talking about it last night a little bit. And yeah. of course, fucking Portal. Yeah, Portal is... Which we'll uh, get to eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a game we should cover one of these episodes. But uh, I tried to look it up, which is why it sounds like I'm drifting. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah, it had Half-Life 2, Episode 1, Episode 2, Portal, TF2, and was a pretty good deal at 
um, some amount of money that I can't find on Wikipedia. So, yeah. We'll say 30 bucks. and we won't consider inflation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fine. I'm going to close this so I stop wasting time. <laughs> I think Portal was the reason I got the orange box. Or maybe yeah. it was when the orange box became free and I started mm-hmm. playing it. But just from the initial fucking trailer, I was immediately enthralled. Oh, yeah. Because PC gaming for me was fairly limited at that point. A lot of it was just kind of RPGs yeah. and other shenanigans. So like, hey, there's this first-person game where there's going to be like some physics puzzles. I'm like... I kind of like puzzle solving. Yeah. Like first person stuff. They're like, also, you can put holes in walls and go through other things. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And I was super into that. Yeah, Portal's kind of the... Uh, there, there have been some games where one mechanic kind of defined the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to Dig Dug, where you dig. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, then you dug. <laughs> but uh, Dig Dug a grave for, for those things that he said. <laughs> Blew them up. But uh, Portal was like, I'm almost entirely sure it was just like a tech demo. They're just like, let's make a mechanic, throw it in the uh, the, the source engine. And then um, the mechanic was just so innovative and novel that you couldn't help but build a game up around it. Which is why the first one was like so short. Yeah, I think the initial idea spawns from like, man, I fucking hate traveling. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just go there instantaneously. Yeah. And so... You fucking do that. You reach new heights by placing a portal up on the fucking ceiling and then one under you. Yeah. Or you try to build momentum to launch yourself, which is another thing I've always wanted to do as a child. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of like a technological feat that also kind of matches the, the mental gymnastics you have to do to kind of wrap your mind around it. Because you're like, up until this point, you know, video games are mostly, you know, Euclidean... Uh, and they're in nature you know how physics work you know like you can't go through walls or if you can it's a secret and things like that portal feels really smooth with how quickly you can transition from one location to another you can be halfway in two places at the same time like if it was less smooth nobody would have cared nearly as much but they made it freaking perfect in the uh, the way it felt um so yeah that's that's portal so hmm. All right, well, thank you. <laughs> but, like, so you start off with the portal. Sorry, let's go way back. Yeah, let's bring it back, back, back. <laughs> so you kind of just wake up in this glass box. Mm-hmm. You have some random-ass radio music. You have a toilet. You have a bed. Yeah. And, like, things Music's open playing. up. And you find it in this testing facility. You don't really know too mm-hmm. much about what's going on. Yeah, like, what the hell's going on? It's, it's real tough. I'm glad how you <laughs> utilized that random bullet point. Um, yeah. That's Dave's Dave's joke. I stole it, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> but a portal actually does open up for you mm-hmm. to for you to get out of your room. So that's your first introduction to it. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. But you're actually just kind of going through portals and like stepping on buttons initially, which are kind of pre-constructed in the levels. And it's a little bit until you actually get the portal gun. Yeah. And they they... They introduce things at a very measured pace in Portal. Yes. Like, it starts off and, like, your puzzle is just, like, hit a switch. And then it's like, okay, I hit the switch. The door opens. You're like, great. I mean, it's this is, like, Pavlovian response. It's like, oh, you stepped off the switch. The door closed. You're going to have to find some way to hold that door open. Yeah. I Put like, a box on it. Put a box on it. <laughs> yeah. I really like when they 
they i like when games um introduce things in a slow kind of intuitive way yeah where i think it does help if you have like the background of video games and you're used to oh if i do this this is going to be the expected interaction exactly for like pushing a button or like looking around for something if there's like a door that's locked but what was the um this is a little side thing. What was yeah. the uh, that that game with all of the lines and the puzzles and the light and all of that? You know what I'm talking about. You like walk through. It was a uh, it was a Jonathan Blow game. Oh, um, Talos Principle. Uh, well, there's Talos Principle, but uh, what's the the, the, was the other one? Witness. Yes, the witness. The witness. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the opposite of the witness, <laughs> and it works in Portal, and Witness kind of tries it, but portal never lets you do it the way the witness does oh let me describe what i'm talking about um in the witness you can encounter a puzzle where you have not been told how you should build the pieces together to solve the puzzle yes portal never does that it always has all the intuitive pieces there for you to figure it out and then you have that building block in your repertoire and you always know that those building blocks will be available um, for the next puzzle it never yeah. gives you a puzzle and is like, go off, do something else, then come back with a solution. Yeah, and it'll introduce... It might not say, like, oh, it'll continually add, like, oh, it's not lasers and walls you can't take things through. Yeah. Or other things. But it will add them slowly and then bring them back. Exactly. But it doesn't really add more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you first interact with, like, the wall you can't take anything through, you're like, oh, what do I do here? I can't do this stuff. Right. I can only be in one place at one time. But you then find the way around that. Yeah. And then the next time, it's like, hey, these walls are here again, but also um, some other stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they start building into like these timing puzzles as well, where there's something you have to manage or kind of guide like the balls of light yeah. into the receptacle. Mm-hmm. And you learn to work with it. And it's... They always, they always if, if you run up against a concept you haven't been introduced to before... That's the one problem you need to solve at that time. Mm-hmm. Later, um, you'll always be using things that you've already learned in addition to one problem you haven't seen before to solve it. Like you mentioned, with the timing puzzle plus using portals to like um, manipulate uh, the, the light orbs. Um, it's like a different game that didn't have the same learning curve may introduce multiple problems at the same time and multiple pieces you could lose, use for a solution. Portal is always, here's an obstacle. There's a way past it. And once you figure your way past it, that's knowledge you'll use in the future. It's just assume that you know it. Because yeah. you must have learned it to get through. And I don't think for any of the stages there are multiple ways to solve it either. Yeah, outside of the speedrunning community where well, you can like ledge Portal through the entire game in like five minutes. It's You absurd. shoot through a corner and then it puts... Like at the, yeah, yeah, you can like shoot a portal through all the geometry to the exit and then just step through on the other side of the, the laser beams and stuff. It's insane. But yeah, uh, check out speed running for portal after obviously after this podcast, it's it will take none of your time. <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly quick. Um, Zing. Know what that's like. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like right off the get go. Um, you hear GLaDOS's voice, right? She's guiding you in what you should uh, should be doing as a test subject here at Aperture Science. And um, you're going to hear her voice a lot, because it's like the only other character in the game that you're going to interact with. 
Yeah. And you have the silent protagonist, mm -hmm. if you've ever played a Zelda game or anything yep. else. Um, so she guides you through and will say, like, here's what you have to do for this test. Mm -hmm. It's not usually like, here's how you solve it. It's just like, here's the next test. Exactly. Because it's then, observation, right? They yeah. want to see how you perform. Exactly. And occasionally, like, through the levels, you can kind of see these uh glass blurred glass panes mm -hmm. with like a little office behind it like, observation room i think yeah like yeah. who's up there and they have security cameras throughout the levels too to like keep an eye on what you're doing you can destroy quite a few of them yeah and that's never taken super well mm -hmm. but when you do succeed you're never really rewarded mm -hmm. or you're rewarded with the next puzzle <laughs> yeah it's it's not a positive reinforcement is what i'm saying like, you it's have always the... very like mocking commentary, mm -hmm. but in like a playful tongue in cheek way, like very, as I would use the term, sassy bitch. Yes, yeah, that's pretty accurate for yeah. Gladys. But you, you have the presumed reward of cake. Eventually, obviously, they push you forward with the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that cake. Um, but uh, her personality really, the pieces since Portal is such a compact experience. Like we said, it's very short. Um, the pieces had to fit together or the whole thing would have just fallen apart. Like, if you were going through this game and it did not have GLaDOS, it didn't have that narration, people still would have beat it because it's an hour long. You wouldn't get tired of the mechanic in an hour. Yeah. But uh, the fact that she's there pushes it that much, makes it that much more interesting. And uh, like we were talking about before, there is... Um, more characterization in GLaDOS and just the way that she talks to you and kind of like goads you further with like taunts and like minor sarcastic compliments yeah. uh, that you want to figure out what's going on. Yeah, it kind of teases you with information because you get to hear a little bit, bit about the testing subject process, mm -hmm. the tests in general. You know you're not the only one because they mentioned like other subjects performance. Yeah. In particular, with the companion cube, <laughs> it's like, uh, and the, and Portal just spawned memes like crazy. Companion cube is one of them. Uh, the cake is a lie. Yeah, it's cake positive. is a lie. Um, now you're thinking with portals. Yep, exactly. It's uh, it's pretty pervasive for how like linked into at least P like not even just PC gaming released on Xbox too, uh, but gaming culture it is, but. Um, you know, the, the companion cube level uh, stands out. When I was replaying for this, I had forgotten a lot of the levels. Most of the puzzles, the um, I couldn't remember the exact solution. Some of them I knew because they were uh, more fresh in my memory. But the companion cube thing, I was just like, oh, yeah. Because it, it's just a standout level on its own. You get, like, a cube that's like all the normal cubes, but instead of the Aperture Science logo on it, it has a heart. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like... Uh, GLaDOS warns you that um, if you uh, if the companion cube starts giving you advice, then it's it's just hallucinations, and you should not pay attention <laughs> to what the companion cube advises you. Yeah, and uh, you have to use it for your puzzle solving. And once you get all the way through, um, you have to incinerate the companion cube to uh, progress. Proceed, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things where like you can put attachment for like the player's investment mm -hmm. into an inanimate object yeah by just giving it a heart and being like some commentary from like god above saying like, oh it's there for you oh it's being helpful yeah 
and that's it. And you kind of project onto it these, it's my buddy, it's right. my companion cube. Exactly. And the very first thing you have to do with the companion cube is use it to jump up a ledge. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the two pieces. Like the psychology of Portal is like crazy. Um, place the cube next next to the ledge. So you can jump on top of the cube, jump up to the ledge. You are then required to pick up the cube behind you yep. and carry it with you. The cube has now helped you ascend and you have helped the cube ascend. It's a, a symbiotic relationship <laughs> with the cube. And... Uh, it's just hilarious that um, like the acts like that get you more attached to this literally a video game object that is a cube, right? Um, but yeah. that's why people have companion cube swag and like keychains. Yeah, I was thinking like, like there's merchandise for Portal, obviously, because it's a game. Mm-hmm. But like for how much companion cube merch there is, yeah, because it's it's a fucking box, right? Real talk, it's a box. But it was a box that was taken from you before its time. Yeah, so you exactly. Gotta, you got to get that in real and life. And I, I don't even like say that sarcastic. I do actually feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Because it's weird to like put it in the incinerator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Gladys is like, oh, wow, I didn't expect you to actually just kill it. And you're yeah. like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> you've killed it faster. You've, you've uh, euthanized. She used the word euthanized. Yeah. Your companion cube faster than any other test subject. It's okay. It's clinical murder. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. But uh, that's that's kind of the start of a little bit of the rivalry with GLaDOS. Up until that, she's kind of just the obnoxious teacher. Up in here, she, she's killed your friend. The only other person you've encountered, which is cube. <laughs> um, and uh, there's well, a lot. It's not the only thing you really encounter with personality, right? No, that that's definitely true. Um, around the same time, uh, you'll start encountering the turrets, right? And yeah, those are those are the other real things with personality in Portal Portal One. They're just kind of like ovular. Mm-hmm. I'd say like if you think of them, a long egg with one eye yep. and three little legs. Mm-hmm. They're very simple. Um, I think you get to see them before. You hear them, you're like, okay. Yeah. And then you hear them, like, kind of just talking, like, hey, are you still there? Yeah. Because, like, they have this very cute, innocent AI. Mm-hmm. And then when you start getting in range of them, it it will detect you and start shooting at you. Yeah. This machine gun, basically. Or laser. Uh, no, right it's, a, like, two machine guns that kind of, like... Oh, pop out the side, yeah. Pop yeah. out the sides. Yeah. Um, but they almost seem reluctant in a way because mm-hmm. like when their guns start firing they start going <laughs> like they're unsure of what's happening <laughs> and it's not like they have the desire to kill right that's just they're like well we'll give it an ai mm-hmm. so it can be a little bit more self-sufficient as like an obstacle and they're just like you can actually go up and sneak behind them and like pick them up and move them so they're yeah. like facing a wall so they can't shoot you. They, they, it's one of the ways to get past. They sound like uncomfortable and disoriented with you pick them up. They're like, ah, <laughs> you know. They're like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And then you like drop them to their side. That's the standard way to dispose of them is make them lose their balance and they'll deactivate yeah. after uh, they're flipped over. But So maybe you'll like put a portal above them and like drop a, a standard cube yeah mm-hmm. or the companion cube there's only or, one companion cube <laughs> yeah or uh like another turret onto them or yourself <laughs> that's always an option oh i didn't realize you're fucking drop kicking <laughs> kudos to you sir or another turret <laughs> yeah just it's cause warfare amongst the turrets that's the key um yeah they, they're, they're used interestingly too because um their area denial 
you have to subvert them to get through different sections of the game. And like the rest, the rest of the game is pretty intuitive. Uh, and the areas where you have to start dropping things on the turrets, on top of the turrets, they'll put uh, red X's on the ceiling. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, I gotcha. But the thing is, that's for in-universe, that's not from the test givers themselves. Mm-hmm. It's believed it's from like other test subjects who would like run through and they're like, I might not make it all the way through, mm-hmm. but I know other people are being subjected to these tests. Yeah. So let me like leave behind these like hints and clues. The rat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's where the, the kick is a lie um, message originates from is you find a section where the wall is like propped open by some uh, some crates, some cubes, and uh, you can sneak around behind there, and usually Aperture Science is very whitewashed, clean. The aesthetic is very much there, um, but if you just go behind one of these walls, it's all like rusted and decrepit, and it's like falling apart. You find all of these scribbles on the walls of like the cube with like wings next to it, the companion cube, and uh, the message of the cake is a lie that they're watching you. Scribbles of like the cameras and things like that. Yeah, and, like, the cake itself is not even mentioned until kind of, like, that second half of the game. It's like, yeah. hey, do some tests. Mm-hmm. But then after you're, uh, I think it's after you kill the companion cube, Gladys starts mentioning, like, and after your tests, we can have cake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is something that humans like. Let me use this as an incentive exactly. for you to keep going. It's like the pellet at the end of the rat maze, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, like, these this, uh, outside existence Mm -hmm. you see beyond like the initial like hey these are like these clean test rooms right but you can tell that they were like really like manufactured and set up and there is like an outside and it's dirty and it's not together you're like how long has this been a thing yeah yeah and like later games touch on that like a little bit more but like in what state is aperture aperture science really in it's worth noting you haven't seen any other people yeah during this time like you don't see anybody from those observation rooms Mm -hmm. and you can still kind of like the looking through on this side they're obscured a bit but um you don't see any g-man like figure watching over you right it's uh as far as you know you're just running science for this (laughs) uh, for this ai and yeah so this is kind of this is it's interesting that you mentioned uh the fact that cake is a lie or the, the line shows up before the mentioning of the cake. And that's kind of an interesting storytelling uh, piece. Because usually you introduce information and let people assume it's true. And then you kind of introduce doubt. Yeah. But they've subverted this here. By introducing doubt before the information comes to you, the mention of the cake. So that as soon as the cake is mentioned, you're already suspicious. Yeah, yeah. It makes you doubt GLaDOS directly it's like if a friend is introducing you to somebody else like hey uh, don't trust this guy he's very very shady you're like yeah wait what because mm-hmm. you don't have any other information to back that up at this point you're just kind of taking their word on it you're like why should i be on edge and suspicious yeah and uh valve is really good at keeping information unknown as we all know at this point um like but... once half-life 3 coming out <laughs> yeah right uh and they just they don't answer questions and they let the community be and the positive from a positive twist on it is they let the community be more engaged by not providing all of the answers so that you have an opportunity to discover what's actually going on 
Downside is obviously sometimes they don't tell you what's actually going on, and as they own the canon for all of their IPs, uh, if that's never resolved, that's kind of unfortunate as well, right? But that's a that's a company wide thing at this point. I feel like you can just generate interest mm-hmm. at a point, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. Which they do for sure. Like they mention uh, Black Mesa and uh, Slideshow yep. in Portal, um, and how they're kind of like competing companies. I guarantee you, people that were like huge fans of the Half Life universe have already played Half Life Two. Like as soon as they, well, well before the the Orange Box came out, uh, just lost their minds as soon as they saw mention of Black Mesa. They're like, holy crap, it's the same universe, right? This isn't like TF Two where there's never been a tie-in with the Half Life universe. The mention put these two things together, and people lost their minds. Guarantee. I mean, Portal Gun, Gravity Gun. Yeah. It's been it's been mentioned before. People have theories. They both have gun in the name, so obviously Half Life. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, speaking of the portal gun, they don't uh, they don't give it all to you at once. They give you um, uh, just half of it. They give you the portal yeah. gun. It can shoot one type of portal. So like the stage will kind of generate the other side of the door essentially. Exactly. And you can place your entrance, mm-hmm. and the exit's kind of auto generated somewhere. And it'll like be on rotation, so like you have some choice going back and forth. You get a feel for how it works before yeah. getting the full power of the portal gun. But once you have both, you're like, Woo-hoo! and you start playing around with it. Yeah. Portals on the walls, on the floors. And Glados actually mentions as soon as you pick up the other portal functionality for the portal gun, uh, that the portal gun is has now is now more valuable than all of the collective uh, organs. Of every single resident of Subjects Hometown here. (laughs) Slightly ominous. It's pretty great. But Uh, it is a fucking marvel because you can... I think Psylocke from uh, the X-Men universe... mm -hmm. Yeah. Can kind of create these portals to jump between. And they're like fairly short distances. But I'm sure she has the capacity to do it further. Right. But just the utility of that... And having objects that have momentum going through them and yeah. like shifting, um, but gravity's here now, and you can build up that momentum yeah. to then launch yourself. Conservation or, of momentum. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you need to do something in a quick manner, and you can't mm-hmm. just oh, let me shorten the distance between space time and have this wall connect to that wall down at the end of the hallway where you need to get to. Right. Sometimes you need to launch yourself up, and you can't shoot on a portable surface. Yes. Yeah. Which is another thing, because you can only shoot on clear white walls. Yeah, they've got these, like, gray kind of tint to them. But uh, there's a lot of darker, like, metallic walls with like, almost like a diamond or uh, pattern on them. And that uh, those are unportable, obviously. Like, this is how physics work. Like, we know. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of that. how they help design the levels is... Because, obviously, if you can see any point, you can kind of just click there. Mm-hmm. And that would make... I would say the game too easy. Yes, yeah. This you is can the go constraint. from point A to point B. Yeah. So they build constraints around that by maybe you have parts that uh, move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't put uh, portals on moving surfaces. That's true. Um, they'll deactivate uh, as soon as the surface starts to move, um, which can leave you in a bit of a <laughs> tight spot. A bit of a rut. A yeah. bit of a rut. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the constraints they put in place here, like the walls you can't put portals on or the fact you can't shoot through the matter disintegrator mm. walls. Um, it's basically putting the walls in the maze without uh, 
without walls in a maze, it's pretty easy to find the exit, right? <laughs> but Portal's really deliberate about the obstacles it sets in your way. And it doesn't it doesn't try to hide it either. It's not like it has a specific set of things it wants you to figure out, which yeah. is like intuition around the portals. Um things like obstacles, it'll it'll tell you about those in advance. Yeah. Up front it'll have like the testing room number mm-hmm. and then it'll have a couple pictures and the ones are like bolded in black, which are kind of like very like MS paint style. Yeah. Like very simple, like person like drying hands type pictures exactly so you know like oh this is a pool of acid yeah like stick stick figure person kind of yeah yeah or maybe there's like turrets here or maybe Mm -hmm. like you get a cube or access to a cube in this or maybe there's like lasers and other things (laughs) it's like just very humorous ways to depict life-threatening situations essentially Um, which i think is great it's it's the aesthetic for Portal is absolutely nailed. Um, and uh, they don't introduce anything other than... Like, you don't get a gun. You have a Portal gun. Like, you don't get anything more than that. Um, it's a very focused, short experience. And they didn't try to slow you down to pad anything out. Like, there's very few points in the game where you have to wait for a certain... Uh, state of the room to complete a puzzle it happens a couple times but it's not more than you know 10 seconds or something like that so it's a it's like i said it's a very focused experience and i appreciate that they knew what the strengths were and that was the portal gun and puzzle solving around it you don't need any other character building besides the snippets you get from scrawlings behind walls Mm -hmm. um the turrets ellen mclean voicing gladys yeah Mm -hmm. and just adding her personality and flair there there's no cutscenes, none of no. that shit yeah you just get hit with the uh the obligatory source engine loading as the game freezes entirely and then resumes <laughs> in the modern day they probably would have not done that but that was that was how the source engine worked source one but um it's not until you actually have made your way through all the puzzles you've gathered all of that knowledge that uh the ultimate betrayal happens and it's it was always planned so i don't even know if it's really a betrayal but they go to to lower you into this this furnace you're basically on a platform that it actually moves at a steady clip you a little bit of portal puzzle solving to like avoid obstacles and the path but stay on the the platform there's some lasers and things going around corners yeah so you kind of have to put a hole in the wall here Mm -hmm. and then shoot one ahead and kind of like time it and jump and drop that back down on the platform yeah it's actually it's it's hilarious to like think about intuitively but there's like if there's a wall blocking you on a platform and you've got a little corner off to the the side you can see um or you can see the wall in this hallway to your left yeah you can shoot a portal on the wall in front of you and then to the left and then step forward from through this obstacle coming out of the hallway side onto yep. the same platform and it's just awesome it feels so cool yeah um, that's the main draw of the whole fucking game is yeah. if it wasn't awesome to fucking walk through walls and go do other cool shit mm-hmm. like if if I, I have no game design experience but i can tell you that if i found a way to implement this i would have like a stupid little warp thing where you touch the portal and you warp through to the other side, <laughs> you know, because um, that would be easier to implement. But that wouldn't have been portal. Yeah. 
But this all really comes to the head when you're going down into this uh, furnace, which yeah. is just all entirely fire. Yep. GLaDOS tells you that classic line of all aperture materials are able to withstand up to 3,000 degrees Kelvin. Yep. You don't have to worry about um, the portal gun being damaged. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but I'm not a portal gun. <laughs> but as the platform is going down into this fiery abyss, it's a little bit slower. You hear like the music kind of ramp up. It actually slows down. The platform does. It does, yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of your information for like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are like, I guess that's the game. Yeah. Right. Um, I, think I, I think I was that way for like the first thing too. Yeah, I screwed up. And then up. it said reloading. I'm like, motherfucker, let's go. I knew something was up. Right. So um, as you get closer to the fire, you see above the fire, mm -hmm. there's like some white walls. Mm -hmm. And you're like, huh, let me use that knowledge mentioned from earlier. Yeah. And then you shoot one up there and then you shoot one on the side of the wall. Yep. And you, you have jump. to jump down too. Yeah, you have to jump near the fire. Yeah. And then you're out of it. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of behind and above the, like the testing area. Yeah. And then there's like a little observation platform kind of like, well, it's, it's not a scientist observation platform, but you're clearly outside of the testing zone at this yeah. point. It becomes different as you start going into like more back doors or kind of just like girders and other things. Yeah. And it's, it's like a hard hat area. It's like it's the not, maintenance tunnels. For, yeah, it's not supposed to, people aren't supposed to be going through there typically. Yeah. But I feel like a good chunk of the game um, kind of starts from this point. Yeah. Where you get to see behind the curtain mm -hmm. of all these things. You actually get to walk into some of the observation rooms yep. from previous levels. And you spend like a good 15 or 20 minutes, which feels like half the game, mm -hmm. going back to these and kind of figuring out where you can go and still utilizing your portal gun. This is a... While GLaDOS kind of like freaks out like, yeah. hey, uh, you're not supposed to be back there. <laughs> like when you make your initial escape, there's a line she says where she's like, uh, oh, like, congratulations. She freaks out for a second. It's like, oh, congratulations. You've passed the final test. Now lay down and assume the position, basically. <laughs> well, I, uh, uh, associate is dispatched to retrieve you so that you can eat the cake. <laughs> And uh, later taunts you, saying, like, oh, someone's already cut the cake. I told them to wait for you, but um, kind of still playing around there. This is this is actually where there's a transition in the game as well, because previous to this, it was always single single obstacle, single solution. Yeah. That was the learning phase. This is the deployment phase of Portal, where all of that knowledge, you get to just work your way forward, figure it out yourself, and your learned intuition with the portal gift gun to start solving problems yeah and glados doesn't give you any advice or help because she wants you to stop yes. to go back yes um because she wants you dead and to retrieve the portal gun mm -hmm. so that they can resume testing which is the whole focus but you just get to freely explore yeah the entire like background of the aperture science facility mm-hmm and I really loved going through so many of these places because, like, there was pipes or, like, automated things you'd, like, jump through and make sure you didn't get squashed. Yeah, the pneumatic pipe system that deploys the uh, the cubes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they had the, uh, the uh, I think you, you mentioned it, but, like, the crushers, basically, pneumatic crushers. Um, and they, they alternate... Before it's like if there's portable surfaces, they're probably portable surfaces. They're probably part of the solution, or um, 
on a path to the solution. Now mm-hmm. it's like they go back and forth between there's almost no portal-able solutions. One room I'm thinking of is there's a like a concrete disc kind of in the center. And part of the solution is you have to put a portal on the bottom and a portal on the top and then just oh, jump yeah. up and crouch so you're on top of the disc and then you can make your way forward. Um, but you're kind of making a hole in that case instead of standard portal usage where you're mm-hmm. trying to get from one place to another. I really like that. And it's one of the few times that you use portals and it's not spatially disorienting because you're yep. literally just jumping through a hole. <laughs> um, There's another point later where you essentially get into this room and you can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And a turret kind of spawns in the middle, but it's not like the other turrets you've seen. It's kind of more snake-like and has a giant eye. Oh, yeah. And This it, is in the observation area more than the yeah. maintenance. Yeah, yeah. And it has like a tracking laser, and then once it's locked onto you, it fires a rocket. Yeah. So you dodge the first rocket, and you're like, that's going to fucking kill me. <laughs> so you're not sure what to do. But there's three walls of cement, which are portable, portable surfaces. Mm-hmm. And then there's like that observation room glass. Yeah. So what you end up doing is making a portal so the rocket goes into the one wall and shoots out and breaks the glass. Yeah. And then you have to go through there. But at this point, there's no more portable surfaces, and you need to jump up to a vent, mm-hmm. which seems to be the only way forward. Um, so I kind of went back and grabbed chairs chair. yep. mm-hmm. and other physical objects and stacked them as best I could, mm-hmm. mashed the jump button, and found my way into the vent. Now, as far as I know and everybody I've talked to, that's the only way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think there's a way other than using the chairs. I always go back, grab a chair, jump up there. Um, but what I love is, like, the whole time you're taught these puzzle-solving solutions utilizing the portal gun mm-hmm. and other things. But it's like, hey, grab a chair. you're just literally a rat in a maze. <laughs> yeah. You have to work with actual physics and just get your body up there. Yeah. It feels it feels dirty, like, doing manual movement in Portal after a while. Because yeah, you're like, like, why you, am I not using the gun? It feels like you're almost cheating in a way. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, I know a way around this. We're all just, like, stack a bunch of things and make a tower to the yeah. himself. You get to feel the speedrunner experience for a little bit. Um, and even even though you're outside of the guidance by GLaDOS at this point, the Portal game as itself is still teaching you. Like, when you first encounter that turret... Um, in order to enter the room where the turret is, it has to shoot a pane of glass to open the way. Yeah. So it's like, gotcha, these things break glass. Um, and it does. It takes a moment to actually fire the missile. It locks on, and then there's like two seconds or something before yeah. it actually fires it. So they're not actually that dangerous unless you're stationary. <laughs> but uh, they come up again. Like the, the fact that you're learning how these turrets work is essential later in the game. Yeah, throughout everything in the game, there's not a... Well, that was a one-time thing. Thank you for trying out the uh, <laughs> the laser level. That will mm-hmm. never be a thing again. Yeah. And I actually, I do remember, they, uh, there's a large kind of like rectangular room with tons of cubby holes full of lasers. And uh, you basically get to play as like Metal Gear Special Agent Chell for this. And you're well, like portaling behind the turrets and dropping yeah. them off ledges and stuff. I think we forgot to mention earlier the ports. The Jesus, mm-hmm. the turrets do have like a laser that kind of goes out. Yeah, you can see and which it's for way like tracking, mm-hmm. so you know where they're facing and where they're looking. Um, 
but you kind of put portals behind them and you kind of like punch them <laughs> in the back and you go through and you take out like i think it's a good like there's a lot 15 at there's, least there's a whole lot yeah but uh it feels good to clear them all out like with your espionage you know tactics you develop for dealing with do you remember the basics point. of cqc snake <laughs> yeah and then once you've gotten all that, you get the uh, the high of having to use uh, angled surfaces, which the game uses sometimes to launch you, mm-hmm. um, and uh, creating portals on the ground repeatedly to continue to gather momentum and like escape through the top of this, like off a side passage. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, it it kind of goes back to that. I'll use the term power fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the male power fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like. As a person, if I'm walking around, if I see like a really tall building, mm. a part of me is like, I wish I could get up there. Right. <laughs> whether I wish it's I could parkour, jump off that, whether <laughs> it's just being able to climb all the way up with my sheer strength, if I had that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that desire to like be able to get to a place which is usually physically inaccessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But through these means, you can just launch yourself up there in a second. Yeah. And it feels so cool. So cool. Yeah. I've I've never really been satisfied with how traveling works in real life since playing Portal originally. <laughs> I'm like, have you really not got this technology yet? I realize that it's impossible like with the way physics actually work, but I want it. I want it. It's um, a want for sure. But uh, after you figured all this out, you you made your way through all these back tunnels. You you have this. Um, you enter this final. Um, well, you go through some observation rooms, and you actually. Uh, What's really cool is they have you reach observation rooms that existed for previous levels. You you can actually see these old uh, uh, test paths that you've gone through. And then you revisit one of the uh, chambers, the very first one. Um, and instead of the elevator being there, like it should be, if you were a good test participant, you cheat your way through the puzzle because now you have a portal gun. And the elevator's gone. You drop down back into the, the bowels of this facility and eventually reach this large room that's completely hollowed out, basically. Like, you can see through a side window that there's essentially a chamber suspended in the center of this giant, giant room. Yeah. And then there's, like, this huge air gap on all sides of it. And uh, then a causeway you have to cross to uh, to get there. I feel like causeways are always a, a good way to build suspense. Yeah. It's like, this is the path. Mm-hmm. I know Mega Man had, like, those little airlocks between the the stage and then the boss right it's like hey locking the shit in something's exactly. happening if this was another game there would be ammo pickups on this causeway <laughs> oh health and ammo that's not oh, god damn it <laughs> but then you finally get to meet glados in yep. person mm-hmm. and i shouldn't say in person because mm-hmm. she's a giant robot from the ceiling yeah <laughs> it's kind of like a, a it's it's difficult to describe i guess she's suspended from the ceiling with a bunch of like cables and like spheres attached to her yeah a large uh kind of like a, a very large um turret eye sort of but it's a it's uh yellow instead of red she's got a very distinctive look that's hard to describe i mean you guys could look up a picture of gladys you probably yeah i mean there's ways of describing it but i feel like it's better if you just See it yeah, it's it would take less time to get to see how she looks online than to have us describe it. But it's kind of a circular room um, with monitors that nothing displayed on them, but they're all up, uh, strung up there. Yeah, there's like a couple of pipes that go from like wall to floor. Mm-hmm. 
there seems to be like another incinerator in like the distance for where you killed your companion QB bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, behind Glados. And, the- and there's like a little stairway and like a little small hut mm-hmm. off to the side. She, yeah, she talks to you a bit and uh, continues to do so. There's a lot of times where dialogue continues until the player does something. Yeah. So if you really wanted to get all the dialogue, you have to just sit there for a bit. But um, one of those those spheres, a core, drops off of her. And she kind of uses this reverse, uh, or the game, she mentions that it's probably not important, that you can leave it alone. Um, but because she's saying that, you know it's important. Yeah. yeah. So you go over and pick it up, and it seems to be like a, this eye. Yeah. Which you have it picked up at like the gyroscope, and it keeps moving around like it's looking at you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of walk over to the incinerator, mm-hmm. kind of like... <laughs> set it in there and there's like there's a button in that like kind of command room you have to, to hit. open up the incinerator yeah. yeah to open it up and then it'll drop in and she says like i can't believe you just destroyed that for no reason cuts off and like starts to laugh yeah you're like i uh, found out what that core does and it's uh the inhibitor to prevent her from flooding uh, the enrichment center with, with a the, deadly neurotoxin yes uh, which was installed after I flooded the enrichment center Sensor. with a deadly neurotoxin. <laughs> so her next strategy is to flood the enrichment center <laughs> with a deadly neurotoxin. And now all those monitors that were around the uh, the room uh, light up with a countdown. And Did you have five minutes? It's it's not long. It's like three to five, something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this starts the actual boss encounter. Because um, you die once that once that expires. Yeah. So another missile launcher turret spawns in the center of the room mm-hmm. and starts tracking you, and you're starting to dodge rockets again. Yeah. But using your information from earlier, yeah, you can essentially have the rocket go through and then shoot back at her. Right. Put a portal up somewhere. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, um. Uh, another core gets knocked off of her yep and it might go on the floor it might go somewhere else yep and you might have to use portals to go up and get to it they make it increasingly difficult too i think the first one's on the floor and then another one's on a platform like a pipe or something and the last one's like in the air suspended in the air and you literally have to physically hit it with your body and momentum to knock it out but i really like that one but you have to grab the core you have to go over push the button to open the incinerator which Mm. is Obviously on a timer. Yeah. Because you don't want to accidentally incinerate shit. Right, right. And then you have to go over and drop the core. Yep. So since it's on like a fairly short timer, you utilize the portals again and drop it in. But each core you pick up has its own personality. Exactly. I forget which of those cores. There's a logic core, which is just like like running off math and stuff like that. And then there's one that uh, actually uh, goes across. It's reciting a recipe. And it's the oh, recipe yeah. for the cake, um, which people have actually made. They've made the recipe for the cake. Apparently, it's not like actually that great, but <laughs> it is a valid cake recipe, technically. It, yes, yeah. Um, and I think one is uh, the anger core. Yes, the very last one is just like unbridled aggression. It's just like ah, yeah, losing it. It's and like shaking uh, rapidly. Rabid, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just the three cores you have to knock off. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, that last one. Uh, she you know uh 
you get your victory bellow kind of robotic thing and then uh, she starts to like tear apart all of the machinery starts to tear apart and swirl around the room and like flies up through the ceiling which is into this like white light basically yeah and then you're just kind of like walking around like what is going on and then you start getting pulled up which is you know interesting because that's not usually how gravity works um and uh screen goes black and uh you you wake up on the surface um like the actual surface like you see grass and trees and pavement (laughs) blue sky and uh there's like wreckage of aperture science around you and uh, a robotic voice uh thanks you for assuming the uh party like um position basically (laughs) to be delivered to the party and you start getting dragged away (laughs) And that's Portal. That's 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 where it, it cuts out. You do get an ending sequence of you flying through the guts of the facility. Well, and a camera. A camera, camera flying through yeah. the guts of the facility. Um, and you do um, go into a room with all these things on shelves, but in the very yeah. center of it... They're cores, yeah. They're yeah. all like the same color, but yeah. Uh, there are all these cores, and then the center is like this cake, mm-hmm. which gets lit. And you're like, oh, nice, mm-hmm. cool. Um, then afterwards... In a companion the candle cube. goes out. Yeah, companion cube is also there. But yeah, okay. you, you got to mention the companion cube. Mm-hmm. But then the candle goes out, mm-hmm. and it's dark. But then all of those cores start lighting up. Mm-hmm. So, which is kind of your, hey, you beat the game, but is it really over? Yeah, it kind of like leaves things to mystery. Like, well, we finally killed that serial killer <laughs> in this horror movie, <laughs> and then like his hand comes out of the grave. Type <laughs> right, <thing>. right. <laughs> like it's not quite finished. Mm-hmm. and it's uh it's, it's portal you can get through it in almost no time it's routinely it's literally been free on some occasions where they just gave it away other times it's ridiculously cheap but yeah i mean i'd be surprised if people haven't played portal i guess it's been out for a while though so if you started gaming later maybe it was uh before before your time i think so i don't usually like portal or uh, portal games well, i usually well. <laughs> i usually don't like puzzle games yes uh, you know this of me, as I have not beaten the Talos Principle, even though there's a cat on the the box art. Yeah. And it has cool lore and stuff like that. But Portal just kept me enthralled through, like, the whole thing. Because the pacing is perfect. There isn't a puzzle in that game where it's like, I'm going to need to stop. I mean, this is an assumption of intelligence, I guess. But I'm going to need to stop for, like, three hours and then come back and figure it out, like, with uh talos principle yeah certain ones you're like maybe not looking at it in a certain way or you assume like well I'm constrained by this yeah and you kind of put yourself in that situation where i'm not you're not seeing all of the pieces you have access to right so you can't construct the solution but with the pacing of portal it kind of leads you along with the bait of cake and like simple introduction into mechanics and obstacles mm. where you it's easy for anybody to really pick it up. Even people who, I would say, are not gamers, who have had, like, hey, check out this game. Yeah. Seem to intuitively know what to do. There's not many points There's not many points in the game where the puzzle's, like, timing limited. So even if you're, like, a little bit sluggish with controls, you can get through uh, most of it. There are a couple sections where it's, like, you need to react to adjust the situation before you lose, but um, it's pretty uncommon. Um and it's legit it is a curated experience basically start to finish um 
And yeah, I mean, I've never ranked my puzzle games that I've played, but it's oh, it's here, up there. It comes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's up there, and but I will can, and I will not do so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this has always been a solid game for me. Mm-hmm. People are like, what are, what are some of your favorite games? And I'll rattle off things that I've enjoyed recently. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone who has played Portal has enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a mainstay because of how streamlined and focused it has been right um and it's still one of those games where if you haven't played it and you can't find it for free ask me and i will (laughs) most likely buy it for you because it's an experience i feel everybody should have and you have 50 gift copies (laughs) (laughs) please please take one it's not a huge monetary time investment Mm -hmm. but it is a solid solid game yeah and it uh will make you disappointed in how transportation works in reality. <laughs> but that's okay. And it leads you up for Portal 2. Which is a different game. It is. I'm not going to talk about it, though. Yeah, it's probably best that we don't, because we need, we need that content. <laughs> we have a full season to get through, Dan. I'm just saying, maybe future episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. Portal 2 is also good, but you know, obviously don't play that until after we talk about it, so yes please (laughs) well i think that's about all we've got for portal i appreciate everybody tuning in here to listen to us uh it's great to be able to start off a new season we haven't given up yet (laughs) still (laughs) yet holding in there operative word um but as always you can reach out to us contact us uh on our at our gmail at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com for uh, direct messages or if you'd like you can follow us on facebook uh, like us on Facebook and uh, comment there. Uh, we'll post our podcasts when they're made available uh, at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Soapstone, and then like scroll to the bottom because we're not that popular. <laughs> and that's under podcast section. And yeah, I like I said, appreciate people listening. It's always nice. Get that that feeling sometimes that there's other people out there listening to your voice. Yeah, as opposed to me just screaming into the void. <laughs> Which is what we did prior to the, to the podcast. Why doesn't the void scream back? <laughs> all right, well, that's all we've got. We'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must, because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. But there's no sense crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying till you run out of cake. And the science gets done, and you make a neat con for the people who are still alive.
Black Mesa That was a joke